yeah, we're ready to get going. What do you want? I mean, what do you want to do? I don't know. We don't have an intro. Yeah, welcome. This is episode nine of the Glazier Gamble podcast. I am Michael Glazier, as you can see on screen. And uh, we're, this is a little different today. Um, we, we're trying, trying something a little new. Yeah, we didn't, we had, did not have the capabilities to be in person together. So we are going to record on here. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, yeah, but we're just, we're going to get right into this. We're going to get talking. We have a lot of stuff to cover. It's going to be a heavy Marvel episode today. So if you're here for the sports talk, you're probably going to be here shorter than Marvel. People. All right. So we're going to get started here. We're going to start the same way we normally do, which is some um, basketball talk, because there's always some little bit. Uh, we have a couple contracts that came through, which was Joel Embiid. <laughs> Uh, Joel Embiid got a four-year, $196 million contract. That's a lot of money. I wish I had that much money. That is awesome for him. Like, we, uh, just in general, you know, we just split it up, split it up amongst like our friends and family, you know, got to make sure your dogs eat, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. So he also fun news, like a little bit of news about Embiid is he decided not to get, uh, knee surgery this offseason it was rumored that he was supposed to get it um and then it came out that he was like could get knee surgery it sounds like one of those one that it's voluntary so he didn't have to get it um he chose not to so i think that's kind of scary it scares me a little bit too because he did miss like two years right off the rip with his knees so we so. broke down Kawhi Kawhi leonard's contract last time and <clears throat> and uh we did the same thing with Embiid this time around um, he on average misses a little bit more games than Kawhi Leonard does per season. Sure. Uh, on average, Joel Embiid has played 30. If you on an 82 game season, who you said 30, he misses 39. 30? He's like plays. He averages 39 games a season. Okay. So 45%. Uh, yeah. Just about 47%. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, when you break, when I uh, broke it down, that was about five million. If he, if you say that he ends up playing forty games this season, let's say get, forty-one. Let's say forty-one for the. Well, for the I, I broke of, based on my math. I okay. forty. Okay. All right. Um, and this is this is assuming he plays forty games and all forty-eight minutes. This is five million a game, which is one point two five million per quarter, which is one hundred and five thousand dollars a minute. Okay. Uh, like you mentioned last time, if you can guarantee yourself a championship, you'll give. If that, if you, if a player can guarantee you a championship, you'll give him whatever you want. Exactly. Yep. Um, I don't know if Joel Embiid's proven to be like Kawhi, where he'll give you that. <laughs> he'll okay. So here's the here's the thing. If Kawhi is healthy, Kawhi can win a series by himself. Right. Yep. It's that's just whatever. Um, Embiid can't. So I mean that's proven. He lost to the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not sure I would give like see that's the thing though. If so if 
Embiid's better than DeAndre Ayton, right? Right. DeAndre well, Ayton's not gonna, not according to Suns fans, but yes, uh, DeAndre Ayton's going to get a max contract. Yeah. Um, so if you if you're looking to compare with other players, you have to give Embiid that contract. Yeah, but okay. So the low end of a max deal is what Terry Rozier got, right? So like that, yeah, ninety seven. Uh, yeah, so that's the low end of it, which is what twenty four something mil twenty. Yeah, a like hundred million less. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, okay. So Embiid can sign the super max though, because he's stayed with that team. Right. Embiid's um, considered a super max. So the low um, end of the regular non-supermax. No, so now, yeah. So if it's not the, it's a non-supermax, is DeAndre Ayton worth 24? Like probably. Would you rather pay Ayton 24 or Embiid 50 in 49? You know, so. Well, Ayton showed know. he's probably going to give you 16 and 12 in the playoffs, somewhere around there. Yeah. Embiid's going to, in the playoffs, most likely when he does play, probably going to be 35 and 15. Like, yeah. yeah. So I would, so I think this is worth, like we talked about it. Like I wasn't sure it was worth it for Kawhi. I came around on that. It's, it's worth it. Um, I think Embiid, this is like, it's a clear set and done. Like he's their best player. He's probably outside of Giannis. He might be the best player in the East. Sure. Um, actually, KD. KD. Yeah. I, I always think of KD on the Warriors too, yeah. though he's been there. I wish. I wish he didn't leave. More on that later. Uh, yeah, more on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so NBA got a new contract. It was smart. He's their best player. So right. um, another player we mentioned already, Terry Rozier got four years, 97 million. Uh, huge fan of Terry Rozier. He was on I the Celtics, we, which Marcus we, Smart got a contract of four years, more on that later. So he was the other player that got an extension. Was four years, seventy-seven. I thought he was on the. Uh, I thought he was on the uh, Kansas City basketball. Kansas City, team. yeah, he yeah. was. Um, okay, they sounds like bad. that might have got, like got dispersed, <laughs> disbanded already. But, um, but yeah. So Terry Rozier was on the Celtics, and you and I back then wanted the Timberwolves to get Terry Rozier. Right. Yeah. And the Celtics decided they would rather have. It was like Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart. And then there was, or there might've been another point guard as well. I think it might've been. And they decided because Terry Rozier, they said was just doesn't fit their scheme. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Marcus Smart's their leader, but I feel like if they had somebody like a Terry Rozier on offense. Yeah. Imagine. So here's the thing. Like, (laughs) like um, Terry Rozier is probably not a ball dominant point guard. He's more of a shooting guard type. Right. Like he's gonna he's gonna post up somewhere and he's gonna um he's gonna just sit there and, and just crank up crank up threes. Uh, Marcus Smart can be not not necessarily ball dominant, but he does point guard duties um if he needs to. Yep. Um so imagine having both of those guys out there, um, or even Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Yeah. Like and a lot of things with these young superstars or even old superstars is once the once the stars have identified themselves, they don't they need more shooters. Like that's all around the league, you know. Yeah. Um, um LeBron needs shooters, which yeah. yep. they loaded up. Uh the Bucks needed shooters. They got Drew, they got um I don't know, they had other people. Yep. Um, Warriors are just all shooters. So um yeah, you need shooters. So imagine yeah. Terry Rozier on the uh um Imagine him on a team like the Celtics. Yeah, nice. I he, I think he'd be a good fit for them, especially right now. 
Um, we mentioned Marcus Smart. He's the leader, so we'll skip right over him. We kind of talked about that. Uh, because we're talking about contracts, we looked at, we saw that Kevin Herter is looking at an extension, and they're thinking almost 20. He's get, They're thinking it'll be around 18. Yeah, that's I think that's yeah, that's kind of what I think. I saw in in I don't remember where the article was that I read. However, um, they're talking about um, kind of looking in like the thirteen to fifteen range for him. But I'm like, all these other shooters are getting eighteen. You know, right. uh, Gary Trent Jr., um, uh, Duncan Robinson. You know, just that kind of niche niche shooter and. Herder's just as good as those guys. And maybe or, not like making like he doesn't make as much as Duncan Robinson because Robinson's like um one of the more efficient shooters. Yeah, he gets a lot of op- more opportunities, but um yeah, that 18 mil range, that's what I would look for. Yeah, I, was yeah, I thought I would assume he'd get more than 13. It, when you get guys like Doug McDermott and Luke Kennard are getting upwards. Yeah, Kennard of, got 16 when he signed his deal. I'd rather have Herder than Kennard. I'd rather have Herder than McBuckets. So he should get that 18. So if they said 13 to 15, that sounds like a hometown discount. Yeah. And uh, Gary Trent, uh, Gary Trent is probably more of a complete player than Duncan Robinson. And Herder is probably more of a complete player than Duncan Robinson. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd, <laughs> I'd pay him 18. I'd pay him 18. If he doesn't That's want 18, for, or if he doesn't want 13, uh, I think Timberwolves, some other teams, like. If you like, imagine him on the Lakers. Speaking imagine. of yeah, yeah. Speaking of Timberwolves, they got someone that does that same thing for a steal of a price. So they did a shooter for steal of a price. Yeah, Herder on the um, Lakers would be great. Yep, Herder on the Suns, Herder on the Lakers would be yeah. be good. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the Timberwolves stuff near at the end, but yeah, a little news there. Got some news there that made some waves for like a day and a half. Um. <laughs> uh, we have two last NBA discussions. One is a WNBA. That is that Brianna Stewart and her wife had a surrogate baby and they had a daughter and she has officially joined the world. She is born. And the only note I have here about her is that she could probably already one be one me. Yeah. Brianna Stewart's incredible. As soon as I, uh, uh, when, when, when I saw the WNBA team for the Olympics and uh, Brianna Stewart was on there among all the other names. I was like, all right, well, it's a, it's a lock. Yeah. Like, I, I was, I was, um, I think I talked to, with you about this earlier. Um, the men's team this year, comparatively to the woman's team this year, um, the woman's team had just like, like comparatively the woman's team was better versus their competition like we had way more stars um, yeah on our WNBA team than we did our NBA team absolutely it was um, it would have been like we if we had our actual all-star teams there yeah. plus if a we had the uh, if we had Steph and LeBron and you know like KD yeah um yeah so I mean the the WNBA team definitely represented better, but yeah. congratulations, Brianna. Congratulations Stewart. to her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guarantee your kid is going to be if she plays basketball, she's already better than me. So awesome, good for her. Great and for her. our last bit. So there was an interview that just occurred uh, today 
Thursday. Today's Thursday. We always record on Thursdays. Uh, Chips is Draymond Green's new show for Bleacher Report. And it's like a podcast slash interview show. And he interviewed Kevin Durant. And uh, yeah, he, it was, it was pretty good. It was a good interview. Um, I thought Draymond did a good job personally as like an interviewer. Um, There were a couple things where I was just like, I feel like I'm watching two, two former players talk. I'm not watching, like there's some former players that come out and they're like, it's clear you were you when you were in your league you were planning to join analysts like be an analyst um i think draymond still got some work to do there but he still did a great job um yeah they covered some questions here that i'm just going to do a quick rundown because this has i saw only one major like sports network was talking about it but um yeah, it was interesting. As somebody who followed the KD saga, and when he joined the Warriors, I was on the side of he's not a snake. Like I was on the side of good for him joining the Warriors. <clears throat> I'm. I, I think we kind of have very similar views on like dynasties. So um, I'm all for it. I I'm like all watching for good dynasty. teams. Yeah. So like, bring your bring your best to try to beat Steph, Clay, KD, Draymond on a yeah. on a good night. Like, you know, so that's what makes, that's what made the, like the Cavs win so much more incredible is they did it. They did, you know, they're down three, one and they, with that team, they beat the, beat the Warriors. So, well, and so one of the things that like, so I like to talk about, or I like to mention that I've had some major misses in terms of analyzing basketball and football draft drafts. One thing that I always go back to is that I had, I said KD was going to be a million times better than Greg Oden. I thought Greg Oden wasn't going to be that great. Um, obviously, I didn't think he'd be injuries. Injured. Yeah, injuries yeah. with him. But uh, but he, I mean, he played his entire last season of college injured. That's why he had to play left-handed. So like, yeah. big men get injured that stay injured. But yeah. uh, a lot I of thought, weight they're moving around. So KD, one of the things he mentioned in the interview is that the reason he plays with the chip on his shoulder is because he's always been considered number two. Like, oh, you should be fine being considered the second best player in the world after LeBron. You were number two coming out of college. He was like, right. he was like number two prospect out of high school. Like, always been number two. Sure. And uh, one of the things, like, KD, if you're listening, <laughs> I had your number you number one. Is. I had your number one, man. You, you've so I'm a I'm a huge fan of KD. I get a lot of people oh, yeah. didn't like him, but I'm a huge fan. Yeah, um, huge fan of those. Basketball. I watched. You, you brought up that that top top ten uh, in the NBA 2K ratings. Yeah, and I think the first one was LeBron and Steph. LeBron, like Steph, the first Giannis, KD and Giannis are all tied at 96. Yeah. So, um, and then LeBron said KD should be a 99, and Steph should yeah. be a 99. Yeah. But uh, I'll just run down a quick recap for those people that uh, happen to not see it. So Draymond asked him why he left the Warriors and if it was because of the argument that him and Draymond had after the Clippers game that caused all that like news and Draymond got suspended and called him some choice words that was like captured on screen. Uh, Katie said that was basically said that that was part of it, but the main reason was the way that management and coaches like Steve Kerr handled it. They basically tried to act like it didn't happen. And the way he said, the way they treated Draymond was the biggest, his biggest issue was the way they treated Draymond afterward. Sure. And I think, I think uh, how I interpreted it was that, um, you know, you got to hold, 
like that that was just Draymond holding you know them accountable I guess that's kind of the person Draymond is and yeah. for like the media the media to make it seem so much worse than it was and I saw some I people like I saw I think it was Shannon Sharp said that it was a child that's a childish thing to blame the management um I think that they're just being honest like they're buddies so they're gonna stick out for each other but um they're probably just being honest like obviously he's upset with Draymond but like he's probably also being honest in the fact that it was mainly management like it might have been 51 like 49 percent of KD or Draymond yelling at him but if it was at least 51 percent management they were right. still being honest um and then I saw that Draymond like because he apparently laughed at management when they told him to apologize and yeah, so, I don't that I mean um it, that's just Dre like if, if they're you grown on, yeah they're grown men Draymond is Draymond's like with his just basketball knowledge and you know his want to win that's that's the person he is everyone everyone should be like that if you want to be a winner you gotta you need to have you, someone on your team that's I like that I think you should always treat your boss with respect as long as they treat you with respect yeah, so he probably laughed the second he felt disrespected and when they told him to apologize he probably felt disrespected yeah. um and in a league where the players when the employees the players actually have power that is equal to their bosses there's a it's a lot more even ground like you have to show that respect it's not like I saw people comparing it to other branches of work in the world. Like, oh, nowhere else would you be able to laugh at your boss and keep your job? Well, this isn't like those places. Like, this isn't working at a corporate place in America where you get fired for laughing. Like, they are, yeah, yeah. if you fire Draymond, he goes and potentially wins a championship elsewhere. Like, you're not going to fire your like, yeah, you're head telling of marketing me, who you're earns telling your company. Me, you're telling me if Draymond gets dropped that lebron isn't doing everything in his power to bring him there you know what i mean exactly so so draymond knows his power so that's i mean good for him um so yeah that was the first part then he asked him how did he feel about joining the warriors and the way the fans reacted um he said a big reason he joined the warriors in the first place was because he wanted that was his way of showing the fans like i don't care about what you think um he also joined the warriors because he thought he said he was a perfect system fit and then um absolutely that's i mean that was one of the funnest teams teams to watch yeah that draymond speaking of which said that that was the in his opinion that was the best team in nba history yeah okay and i think you can make an argument that that is um they were deep and they had star power like their bench was better than every other bench and their starters were better than every see the uh have you ever seen that um where they asked michael jordan um they asked michael jordan who would who would win your 96 bulls or the what is it 2016 or 2016 yeah the warriors and he's like yeah i think the uh i think the um the warriors will win probably by like five or ten and then um the announcer was like or the person asking him was like wow why why is it so close and jordan's like well most of us are in our 60s now so (laughs) well i think it's it, you can't compare generations. It's a no, completely different game. Yeah. Um. Because if you play in the old rules, every player on the Warriors gets hurt. If you play yeah. in the new rules, that the Warriors three months right. If you play with the new rules, the Warriors outscore the Bulls by sixty points. Like yeah. So, I I think like you just can't compare. Um. And then Draymond asked him, out of all the players you've played with, you've played with a lot of guys that have chips on their shoulders and tend to take it too far. Who do you think took it too far the most or took it way too far? 
uh, between Russ, Harden, Kyrie, and Draymond himself. And KD said that it was Draymond that went too far, then Russ, then Harden, then Kyrie. Uh, I agree with that. Draymond has the reputation of being a cheap player. He kept, kicked a couple guys in the groin, so that makes sense. Um, and then KD, he was asked, like, how come he was never put at center being seven feet tall? Like, why, how come coaches never put you at center? Because even when you're playing like AAU, the tallest guy's just put at center. Yep, I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> right, like you were, you were a natural guard. There was no reason to put you down low, and they put yeah, you down low. Yeah, like that was like a wing, yeah. And that was what he was trying to tell KD, and KD said that they saw him, the way he ran up and down the court when he didn't have the ball, they said he's had to play guard or like – yeah. He just couldn't. He was too fast. Um, and then he asked him, how do you feel about like the way you answer, like answer the media questions? Because CJ McCollum, Draymond, Dame Lillard all respond aggressively to the media. They're all open on Twitter and like right. clap back at fans. Um, he said he started answering aggressively because he sees himself as above the media and fans. He believes that they are like beneath him because basketball and answering questions is too easy. Um, I thought that was his only like question that really was kind of arrogant, but like, I mean, he's on, he's, it's true. Like he's one of the best basketball players ever. He is above them in a sense. And then uh, he said, once he got caught with his burner account, that that was kind of his final straw. Like, fine, I'm just going to start being open on my regular accounts. I'm going to start being aggressive there. Um, yeah, and he said, because everybody else, those other guys are all straight uh, straight fire on Twitter. Um, and that when he gets mad, everybody else, like when he says something, everybody else gets mad at him. And he right. thinks that all of that is still just because he joined the Warriors. And yeah. I agree 100%. Like, I think yeah. people are just, they call him a snake because he joined the Warriors. They called him a snake because he left the. He does get, he did give us one of the best memes, though, where you can just Photoshop a new jersey on him and it says, my next chapter. So. I think that, I think those are funny. I guarantee he gets upset about those, but um, yeah. I get it. And then, so Draymond said they were the best NBA team ever. He, KD, does not regret leaving the Warriors at all. He still, uh, would have left the Warriors even if they three-peated, he said. And then he also thought that if the Nets were completely healthy, they would have beat the Bucks and the Suns. I think that I think they would have uh they they would have. I think that's I mean, I think that's fair to say. Harden mm-hmm. wasn't a hundred percent, Carrie wasn't there, so I would agree. Nets probably would have won, and I think it's interesting that he would have left even if they three-peated. Um, at the beginning of the interview, they kind of went over like why he does what he does. So just kind of normal stuff. And then they ended it with like a personal question where Draymond asked him, uh, why don't you have kids yet? And he said, as long as, cause he puts himself a hundred percent into everything. And so as long as he's putting a hundred percent into his career, which right now is basketball, it might be something else after he doesn't want children, which Draymond already has three kids. So that's why like, cause he's so interested in that. Sure. And it's purely because he's so dedicated to basketball. So that's that. That's it for NBA news. I thought that interview was really interesting. I recommend if you're if you like behind the scenes, like just calm talk between players, check it out. It was good. Um, yeah, and we're gonna move on to NFL discussion. Uh, first big thing is the Jets are screwed. <laughs> So the Jets already as that, as, is this new news now, or <laughs> they were already in a rough spot. But uh, today they're so Mikai Becton is potentially out for the season. Is it pronounced Mikai, or is it, am I just making that up? Mikai Becton. 
I thought it was Makai, but you know, fine, Mikai. Either way, I apologize oh, if it's pronounced wrong. Um, Tim Tebow was oh so sorry, and then Tim role playing, on the Jags. Yeah, the role so playing safety was out for the season, and their yeah, best ed, defensive big player, edge rusher, yeah, Carl Lawson. I don't. They got CJ Mosley. Yeah, but pay wise, Carl Lawson, I think, is their highest okay. paid. So, um, yeah, Carl Lawson now out for the season. So I feel bad for them. Um, it's a tough division, so they need as much help as they can get. And it's a rookie quarterback that is now without his left tackle. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's the Jets rookie quarterback jet. that was the biggest boomer bust potential. Jets gonna Jets. Yeah, so gonna sorry, happen. Jets. Um, J E T S could be a lot of L O S S. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just did that. That's that's clever. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, guys. Another big news because apparently it's required to talk about it if you talk sports. Tim Tebow was cut. Major, super big surprise, especially those vicious blocks he was laying. Uh-huh. Um, the one. Okay, so the, they were horrible blocks, but that one, the that first block where he like fell down. Yeah, yep, he chipped he, that guy, and the running back got past. So like technically, he did his job on that. It just was a horrible block he was supposed to hold contain and not chip on that play so like he did a job i just don't know if he did the job i mean the running back got passed that's right um that guy would have looked he looked very lost yeah that guy would have creamed the running back if he got through yeah like on on chip but but he did look very lost but anyway tebow's probably done that's probably not going to be doing sports anymore so probably will go into like college college football analyst yeah he'd be great for that um maybe he'll start doing golf or something i know he does golf sometimes so he just seems huge too huge to golf like i feel like his it'd be hard for him to do a full swing with how big his chest is um but yeah and then another big piece of news is jamal adams got a four-year 70 million dollar contract um he was holding out so um it's it's so now dwayne brown's next Dwayne Brown's next for the Seahawks. They have to sign him next because um, he's also holding out. But uh, I think that's a lot of money. I think Jamal Adams is a super good safety. Um, you just have to have the right scheme around him. He's one of those guys. He was like a Deion Buchanan where they play almost like a hybrid linebacker position more often than they do like coverage safety. So it's a lot of money for a guy that's basically like a hybrid linebacker who doesn't. They, really... they don't have, uh, I mean, they, they had what, three draft picks last year or last right, draft? Yep, so, picks. like, they don't, ha- they have to retain their good players. And they you don't gave know up how much... like two firsts for him. So, right. you yeah, can't let to... somebody that you gave, like, he had all the power in that. Um, I do think it's a bit much for him, but he is very good. So, right. you know, get as much money as you can as a player every time. So if that's if they were willing to give more, you're, risking, to get your, you're risking your body out there too. Yeah, so. they're not. So, congratulations, Jamal Adams. Um, I thought you were a terrific safety in college. So, I would love to see you get back to your coverage level in college that you had. Um, and then we only, I believe, we only had one more piece of NFL news. We got the WFT. That's it. Yeah, that's all I have. Um, and then we got the little Madden tidbit, which we can oh, throw in, in yeah, here. We can or we can, you mean about Kirk? Or the next one? Yeah. Yeah, we can throw that in a quick. Um, so the first thing is Washington football team has narrowed down their name 
to eight potential names. Um, I thought this was the issue that they had last time was that they released their potential names and then that guy in Vegas bought right. all of their name rights. So right. maybe they purchased all these rights, which is why they find, were fine releasing them. But um, they, their eight options are, I wrote them down. Say so Washington uh, before that, just to give people like how it would sound. Okay. Right? Yeah. So. so we'll add Washington. You'll get, so now you'll hear it. So the Washington Armada, the Washington Brigade, the Washington Commanders, the Washington Defenders, the Washington Presidents, uh, the Washington Red Hogs, the Washington Red Wolves, and the Washington Football Team. So for uh, me, I'm 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 leaning towards the Red Wolves. That's right. just you also that, like football team. I like football team. Yep. Um, I can't I can't see or can't hear defenders without thinking Marvel. So I just see the Iron Fist memes coming out. Um, President, the Washington president sounds like a hockey team. Sounds terrible. It sounds like a minor league team. Yeah. Like if, if um, the Washington, if NFL had a minor league, uh, just like a G league, I would assume that the Washington football team's G league is the president's. Yeah. I don't like Armada or Brigade at all. Doesn't sound intimidating at all. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I guess commanders are kind of on the same level as defenders for me. Red mm-hmm. Hogs, I don't know. So the my, red, I mean the Red Hogs, the the freaking outfits and stuff that people make would be awesome, like a bunch of pig masks and stuff. So my thing, so I like football team, but I'm done with it. Like it sounds yeah. like a temporary name, and like just FT, like the logo, your mascot, your branding. I don't like the idea of football team. Like it grew on me, but it's not what I think it should be for permanent. My top three are Red Wolves. And then I like Armada and Red Hogs. Okay. I like uh, the Red Hogs just is kind of growing on me. I like the, they're keeping the, the red part of, which is probably why it sounds so nice. So good. They're keeping the the red part of their previous name. I Um, think the Red Hogs has the best Red Hogs and Red Wolves have the best chance for marketing. Armada will be a little bit more difficult. And I think Armada. So like, I think my choices, my top two choices would be Red Wolves, Red Hogs, then Armada. Um, okay. Armada, you'd have to do like a soldier of some kind. So it'd probably be like a also, US soldier. Also, thinking of this now, the defenders, mm-hmm. what happens if their defense is horrible? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just hypothetically. You open yourself up for a lot of ridicule, like from yeah. op- opposing pe- opposing teams, especially when you're in away games. Defenders, you like, guys where, are where's, where's the defense? Where's the yeah. defenders at? um but yeah so i think red wolves would be cool um i like red wolves and red hogs i think that and it sounds like red wolves is like the number one that was what the fans wanted right away was red tails and red wolves uh red tails is not on the option however red wolves is um big reason they're interested in the red wolves um is because the owners and the team is impressed by the fact so the red wolves at one point there was only 14 wolves left and then they were able to get rescued and brought back to a full population so they wanted to represent like the fighting spirit of red wolves 
And then it was also the military, it was the Navy Helicopter Sea Combat squad, uh, Squadron that had like Navy SEALs and some other guys in it. So um, it has like the military connection that they're looking for. Yeah, they got a lot of at those, Armada so. Brigade and Presidents, like that's Commanders, where they're going for those. Yeah. Um, so it has the military attachment, but then you can also just put like, a, it also has the attachment to the actual animal itself. So you can market the wolf. Um, as, as Timberwolves fans, I think Wolf has like a ton of cool options for branding. Right. Um, and since it's red, red Hogs does too. Like exactly. Can, like, I love like the idea of a pig. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. I'd be all, I'd be all for the Red Hogs red or hogs. Red Wolves. I think yeah. Red Wolves is going to be what it ends up being. Um, but if it ends up being Red Hogs, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, for that too. Otherwise, if it's not one of the two animal ones, I would pick Armada. And then if it's neither of those three, just stick with the football team. Because in my opinion, the other four suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and plus, it, the, the memes you can do, you can be like WTF, WFT. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, but yeah, that's it. We That's all we have for football. Um, just those like fun little things. I thought the Washington football team was kind of like the most interesting news. Um, Tim Tebow felt required like we had to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I think it's time to move on to the biggest Marvel thing that's going on outside of the Eternal. Do you want to talk trailer. about, or do you want to throw that Madden thing in right now? Or oh yeah, yeah. Um, tr- transition into like the nerdier stuff. Sure. Um, we should do Madden thing, right so here. Colin Kaepernick, because people are talking about like Colin Kaepernick potentially coming in to play for an injured quarterback. Um, Madden has Colin Kaepernick rated higher than Kirk Cousins. He is an is 81, that, and Kirk's like a 78. Yeah, 78, 79. So. so just, you know, if people out there really think Colin Kaepernick is better than Kirk Cousins, you know, the t- a top five quarterback under pressure and a top five quarterback in an open pocket last year. Uh, it's Madden yeah. for you. That's Madden for yeah. you, man. Uh, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of dumb. I was a fan of Kaepernick when he played, especially on the Niners. Um, but I don't think if he came into the NFL, he would have better stats than Kirk Cousins right now. Yeah. Um, now we'll, now we'll move on to the Marvel news. Um, we're going to start with the biggest Marvel news that there was, which is what if the T'Challa Wakanda forever episode occurred? As what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Yep. What if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord, which was awesome it's the these are be the last performances we see of chadwick but yeah so there was a whole lot of information on there that was actually very very cool um this one was miles better than the first episode i thought the i thought the pilot i think i said it last time was like a six out of ten the so the only the only difference between these two is that the captain carter one was very strict to the Steve Rogers storyline. Yep, it was almost like, watching a remake of the first movie. Yeah, which is which is cool. There's a bunch of minor differences, but at the same time, like T'Challa as Star Lord is brand new, and it was a brand new story too. Like, and characters that were in the storylines and the movies took on entirely new roles in this one. Like, they didn't right. play the same role just for Peggy. You know, like yeah, like Nick Fury's role. Uh, Bucky's role like all those roles in the first episode were just the same the only thing that changed was Peggy Carter basically and then like yeah and then the a couple doctors off, were a little off, yeah off characters um but this one had a ton of different differences um I'm just we're just gonna like let's hop right into it uh the first major difference was so in the beginning just like in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 
they're trying to get the infinity stone and T'Challa takes the infinity stone first he's smarter with it he just gets it right away and then Korath the pursuer which is played by Jimon Honsu you guys might know him from Gladiator he's the voice in How to Train Your Dragon 2 he's the villain um yeah I love Jimon Honsu he is in uh Guardians he was in um yeah Captain Marvel when Peter Quill calls himself Star Lord he's the one that's like who and that gif is used a lot um he's in captain marvel too it's part of that creed creed team i believe but instead he sees him he goes oh my god you're star lord you're star lord like he's super excited and he he knows who he is the reason he knows who star lord is is because now t'challa as star lord is a famous intergalactic philanthropist instead of like a typical ravager the way peter quill was where he's kind of like a bad guy where they were more like looters um chitrala is like famous as an intergalactic philanthropist like he gives he does good as a ravager the ravagers would take jobs and do the dirty deeds to you know better themselves whereas uh t'challa and the ravagers now or in that that universe would take from the rich and give to the poor so right and which after a short fight scene with with korath he picks up Korath and takes him because he's like, I've hired worse as in right. he's going to take because he liked the interaction with Korath. He comes out. Yondu does his sick kill everybody with his arrow. Yaka, the Yaka arrow. The Yaka arrow. I love Yondu so yeah. much. Um, anyway, comes out and we find out in the following scene now that Korath is part of the Ravager group that Yondu and T'Challa are actually Ravagers for good. And not only did they take in Korath, but another person that they end up showing right away that has joined the Ravagers is the Mad Titan himself, yeah, Thanos, Thanos, is a Ravager, which is so cool. Yeah, like I love it. It was first... really weird. See, it's... I was like, wait, oh, yeah. he's just like, and especially because Nebula's there too, and Nebula's like they have a fine relationship too. It, it's well, it's just... like not like she's clear. She says she's not okay with it, really, but like, yeah, they're still it's not a better really relationship than what they have. Like, right so... now, it's it's not a relationship based on fear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Thanos is there, which is so awesome. Um, it was really fun. It's Josh Brolin again. So like, it was just really, it was really cool to see Thanos there. Um, and we find out that T'Challa convinced him not to do the snap and look for the Infinity Gauntlet. And like, because co- they convinced him that's genocide, which he still doesn't yeah. believe it's genocide. Yeah. He considers it like an efficient. And just that running joke throughout the whole thing. Like, Yeah, they can, they bring that up multiple times. They call him like Mr. Genocide, but yeah. Um, yeah thanos is part of it and uh i thought that was really awesome so that's another big thing and now thanos is like part of the good guys and it's that's weird like you said it's weird uh, um, another th- just a oh, no, keep going keep going well the main thing he told thanos was that you can redistribute witches or riches instead of just trying to delete everything and share the current riches even though he's like oh i still think it's more efficient or whatever um then during their little talk, because Korath, now that he's new, asked them, like, what's your favorite missions you've done? And they they mentioned two, which I couldn't find any, like, major connections to. So it's something that we we'll, might hear about in the future, which was the Krillorian Dying Star mission. Um, and then the Ancoran Resistance. Um, so I think they wouldn't bring that up just out of the blue unless it had a connection to something. Um, so I'm going to do some more research to try to figure that out. But... I couldn't find anything they've got yesterday a, they've and today. got a they've got two they've got three galactic sh- movies coming out you know exactly. they got love and thunder they've got um captain Marvel. guardians oh yeah they Marvels. got the marvels they got 
they, that's another one. They got Guardians Three and the Guardians Christmas Special. So they got four projects. And Secret Invasion out. is <laughs> yeah. Secret Invasion five. There's so they have a ton of space stuff. So I think like keep your eye on Incarnate Resistance and Krylorian Dying Star because especially with Eternals where we saw. We'll talk about that in a bit, but we saw More somebody on that potentially later. creating a galaxy. Um, that which those are often created by dying stars. Anyway, um, we might hear about that in the future. Uh, and then we also find out like T'Challa was abducted instead of Peter Quill because their vibranium meteor vibranium meteorite that Wakanda is built on was sending the same signals as Peter's body. Celestial, celestial, which like I his... think is insane. That means Peter gives off enough celestial energy to equal then the, then the, the country of wakanda then the like entire the con- country of wakanda he gives yeah. off a similar so like that was my takeaway like while that was a cool little tidbit my first thought was wait star lord gives off enough celestial energy yeah to rival an entire meteorite worth of vibranium yeah which was yeah. also mentioned in the eternals trailer yeah so, that's something too yeah. uh, so anyway he goes out to he leaves the force field for a second um and then he gets abducted by the ravagers and then he's not scared of them and he just joins them and yondu takes him under his wing um another j- difference that was huge was drax's wife and daughter when they're at the club and they're all like reminiscing and talking and we meet nebula eventually uh drax's wife and daughter are alive now because t'challa saved them from ronin which means ronin was defeated by the ravagers instead of the guardians and it also means that moon dragon which is drax's daughter is a potential that we might see um for those of you don't know drax's daughter eventually becomes moon dragon which is like her hero name yeah um yeah, but she she's still she's still she still is going to exist in our universe. Like she's gonna she's gonna exist in right. our universe too. It's just I believe his wife is alive in that universe. But so whereas, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I liked that change. It wasn't Batista. Well, he wasn't the voice, but yeah. um, it was good. Um, my favorite little con- like talk there. So everybody knows by now or should know by now, Venom is my favorite. Like, I love Venom. Moon Dragon and Drax, one of their biggest storylines in the comics was Venom taking over both of them. So, they, go to, they, go to no, they go to Nowhere in this yeah. as well, and Nowhere is a celestial that was decapitated by Null. By Null. And Null creates the symbiotes, or he uses the first symbiote, which is All Black, the Necrosword, which is probably going to be in Thor, Love, and Thunder, it's just a bunch of connections all over the place. Yes. So I hate to spin this web, but but uh, yeah, so Moon Dragon potentially can connect with Venom, connect which connects with Null and Nowhere, which connects with Thor, Love and Thunder. It's awesome. So I was very happy when I saw heard that Drax's family was alive because that means a whole bunch more for nerdy people like us. Right. Um, like we mentioned, Nebula and T'Challa are together. I had a little different yeah, yeah your notes yeah your notes here is, <laughs> says something a little nsfw but yeah my notes had a little it's clear that t'challa and nebula have a romantic interest so let's just say that and uh, she has hair now she has long blonde hair instead of being bald and it's clear she's still a double triple quadruple quintuple agent so yeah, like sure. she still doesn't trust anybody and doesn't really nobody can really trust her except clearly t'challa cha-cha uh, Cha-Cha. She calls him Cha-Cha. 
Um, but yeah, and then there were there were a whole so those are all the things like the, the major differences they hit you with right away. Sure. Then they go into like the whole premise of the episode, which is trying to gather these um embers of Genesis, which we find out have enough power to like basically rebuild life on a planet rebuild life on a planet and all it takes is a couple like ounces to rebuild an entire planet so they plan to take some from the collector but the collector's still at nowhere but this is not the collector that we saw in the movies this is what happens when thanos doesn't doesn't get the power absolutely because thanos didn't tavon yeah tavon tenavir tavon or televir tavon he uh he took he saw the void created by thanos going good and he took over he now controls the black order they are his minus super giant minus super giant um but the black order now respond to him they're like his bodyguards basically and he is like more like the comic collector where he uses his collection as weapons he uses it to like build himself up and be this like a lot cooler like Benicio del Toro, he's along. Yeah, he's along the same. He should be. He's a. I think they're Titans as well. Right. He's. He should so. be. He should because he. I mean, he's huge. He's ripped. Like this is the way I imagined him. Like when I saw him in the movies, I was like, this is kind of a. Yeah, I mean, Benicio del Toro is a very like. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor, but like, don't get me wrong, but he this plays his character. He... It's a Benicio del Toro collector. That's is very much a Benicio del Toro. Benicio, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, Benicio, but Benicio. <laughs> he is we were the beneficiaries of his acting in this yeah, but we're the beneficio of yeah <laughs> um but yeah so his voice stuck with this this played like this was where he should be like him being animated was way better True. um but because we got to see the collector we actually got to see a whole bunch of stuff that was from guardians like the additional easter eggs and those sorts of things um i did want to go over some easter eggs quick because there were a lot um so there was a couple easter egg quotes which the first one that i noticed was which all this stuff is my own research i purposefully this time around did not do any like check out other youtube channels nothing like this is all stuff i knowledge all up here all all off the top of the dome Uh, uh. uh so it is not an official title nor one i am comfortable with is what uh, when he's called Star Lord and he wants to like bow to him when uh, Korath calls T'Challa Star Lord when they first meet and he wants to bow to him. T'Challa right. says that's a title I'm not like I'm not comfortable with and it's not an official title, which he says in Black Panther when they call him King. Yeah. Um, so that was a callback to there. That's the Easter egg. Uh, Thanos when he fights the Black Order, he fights. Uh, Proxima Midnight and Black Dwarf two versus one. It's uh wait wait it's not Black Dwarf anymore. It's uh the caption said Black Dwarf. Did it? Okay. Well, yeah. they didn't they didn't go with that one. They went with Call Obsidian, I think. Okay. Well, in the cause... captions, he was captioned as Black Dwarf, Black so that's Dwarf. what I okay. wrote down. Right. Um, Nebula. I had an issue. I had an issue with that fight scene. Okay. Um, Thanos, Thanos beat the holy daylights out of um hulk. hulk yeah but he yep. did not use he, he did not use the power stone right. to beat hulk correct so he should have he should have been able to handily beat call obsidian like straight up he should have been able to beat him but so, Proxima midnight is incredibly powerful right and she's strong too but i mean like i feel like thanos was weaker than 
the Thanos we got. Right. Yep. Yep. So. I thought this. I thought the same thing that he shouldn't have been able to get beat up so easily. Um. But before they fight, Nebula calls him crazy for trying to stand back and yeah. fight. And he turns and he goes, not crazy, mad. Yeah. So it's a call to him being that's called the huge... Mad Titan. Yeah. Um, that's a huge Easter egg that I think is really fun. Cause... I called that too. I said it. Yeah, prior. same. As soon yeah. as he said it, I was like, oh, here, he's going to say mad. Yeah. Mad. Um, uh another thing so after like near the end of the episode there's a little conversation that the ravagers are having where they're talking about jump ports um it's sean gunn his character is saying jump ports are jump ports are super fun uh they twist your face up pretty bad though and anybody that saw guardians of galaxy 2 they go through a jump port like 900 ports to get to ego yeah and raccoon and beyond do all their faces get messed up so that's kind of like a call to that movie and like yeah it happens so that's a little easter egg there um and then the last quote that was an easter egg that is a little bit of a different easter egg all the rest will be like physical things that we saw was Yondu, when he's talking about we steal from the rich and give to the needy with T'Challa, he mentions that Earth guy from your stories, Robin Leach. And he's like, no, he corrects him saying Robin Hood. And I immediately was like, that he did, he, Robin Leach is on purpose. Robin Leach, for those of you who don't know, had the TV show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Um, he also has multiple famous quotes on money and fame. He had his first million dollars when he was 31 years old. Uh, he says that he says things like it's not fair to attack the rich because they earned their money. Great, like, great little callback just due to the fact that they're, they're going to invade the collector's place. Or the they're going to invade in the collector. They're taught they're comparing it to like stealing from the rich people and attacking richest, the rich. Rich just of the rich. Exactly. Yeah. So it was that was like it wasn't a accidental mistake or anything like that that saying robin leach was absolutely purposeful um i turned to the closed captions on and when he says robin leach it is capitalized and spelled the same way as robin leach um, sure. so it was absolutely on purpose so we finished like all the big like quote easter eggs now i'd like to go for like so when they were looking for the embers of genesis at the collector's place when they were like there in nowhere they're walking through a place and they see a bunch of other easter eggs so howard the duck is there they interact with him and it's voiced by seth green uh recognize it immediately there is a character he's an american dad and he plays a character named anton ego not anton ego that's from ratatouille uh aton cohen and he uses that exact same voice for howard the duck and so we started talking and i was like what is that Aton? And I was like, okay, that's Seth Green. And I looked it up. Yeah, that's Seth Green. So I think that's an awesome casting for Howard the Duck. Um, and it was really good. So that was a fun like character to put in. Do we know if that was Howard the Duck from Guardians? It's probably the same one, but I don't think it was the same voice. I'm not sure. I should check that. But um, okay. Cosmo the Space Dog was another one. Uh, which at the end of the episode... <laughs> Spoiler. Like a, yeah, he's like a telepathic dog. Like, yeah, to you with yep. telepathy. He can talk to you, and they put, brought him aboard the ship. Yondu took him, took him in. So he might come in, come in, and we might get to hear who voices him as a telepath. So that could be fun. Now, there was a lot of scroll, but there was uh, what looked like the main scroll from Captain Marvel was there. Like the yellowish green looking guy with, um, can't think of his name. 
Talos? Yeah, it looked Talos? like him. Talos. Yeah, Talos. It looked like him. Um, so it could have been him. Otherwise, it could have just been some other groups of scroll. And then when they fight the collector, oh, there was also the Grandmaster ship, which is his brother, cousin. Yep, brother. Brother, brother. played by Jeff Goldblum in the movies. Um, but Grandmaster ship was there as well. He's a dark elf too. And there's a dark elf, which is from Thor two, the best Marvel movie. Yeah, right, right up there with like Iron Man two and um, Black Widow, Black <laughs> Spider Man three. Um, then the one they're fighting the collector. There's another handful of Easter eggs because he brings out like this weapons chest to choose what he wants to fight them with. And there are, just from the ones I noticed, he obviously calls attention to a couple of them, but Hela's crown and her Asgardian sword from Hell. There's a Dark Matter dagger from the Dark Elves, made up entirely of Dark Matter. Cap's shield, I thought that was interesting, because does that mean in this universe that the Avengers weren't formed because the Ravagers are doing so much good that the Avengers were defeated? And we don't know. And maybe he defeated Peggy Carter. It didn't look like Peggy. Yeah, I don't, it does, like, does this mean that like Loki and the Chitari never invaded Earth? Right. So interesting. I would like to find more about that. Um, Ronan's hammer, which we already knew from earlier in the episode, Ronan was defeated by the Ravagers, which means the Ravagers most likely sold them at one point. Ronan's hammer. Sure. So Ronan's hammer was there. Mjolnir. So that's another Avenger that their weapon of choice yeah. is there. So that means Thor, or maybe it's maybe these Thor are, could have Stormbreaker too. You don't know. He could now have Stormbreaker. That could be Valkyrie's Mjolnir, or that could be Cap was using his shield and Mjolnir. Yeah, like it could be that. Um, but yeah, Mjolnir is there. Could be these could be multi-dimensional. So it could be Throg's Mjolnir. Eight. Yeah. Oh, actually, um, um, just what was this? When they were doing the explanation of when, um, when speaking of collector, yep. Then this this calls back to the whole thing. They they confirmed or that when they were doing this Loki um, finale, and they had they were showing the one black hole, and they came out of the black hole, and they went into the other black hole. There was a oh. ship that flew by, and that ship was you've. They're like you've seen this ship before. Trust me, that ship that flew from flew out of the one black hole into wherever it was going was the collector's ship. So now, so are they saying that in in our timeline, the collector can transfer multiverses because that was his ship. They, they confirm you've seen the ship before. You can you can go back and rewatch it. But when they, that scene where they're coming out of the black hole and then they go into the other black hole, that there you see a ship fly by. They do the, yep. the explanation of um, there's like all the voiceovers and stuff. There's like I can't I can't name any because I'm not smart. But you know what I mean. You watch that yeah. one. Watch that little part again. And what was that in again? Uh, I want to say it was the Loki right at the start of the Loki finale. They talked finale, about the finale. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll check that out for sure. I think that makes a ton of sense because then you would you could explain why he has so much stuff because there might be just doubles of a, a lot of these things. Yeah, does, has the collector collected something in his time 
that can make him that make him safely transfer to a different universe. If he's the most powerful person in this universe, then I would assume so. Um, so yeah, I would. My first thought was that it was a Mjolnir from another timeline. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to lift it. Yeah, want a timeline where he's worthy, right? Um, and then the last thing I noticed was Loki, one of Loki's daggers, or at least a dagger that looked just like what Loki uses. Yeah. Did you know that Mjolnir wears like weighs like forty two point three pounds? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on Twitter. I, I think I retweeted it or liked it or something. Yeah, so um, it's not the fact that it's heavy, even though forty pounds is heavy for me because I'm weak. But yeah, you have you straight up have to be worthy in order to lift yep. it. So makes a ton of sense. And I immediately always think of the Spider-Man picture of Mjolnir upside down on top of the toilet and <laughs> Spider-Man standing next to the toilet <laughs> wanting to use it. Um, so I thought of that right away. Forty-two pounds holding that lid yeah. down. Um. Yeah, that was it for the like Easter eggs that I could find off the top of my dome. Um, one little change that happened in this episode is Karina, his basically his slave, the pink-skinned lady sure. that we saw on Guardians. She gets her justice this time around. T'Challa um, is able to get the Collector into one of his cages with the help of Yondu and the sticky uh, sticky fingers or whatever, which I think was like a callback to doing get help. I guess yeah. Yep, it's a callback. Uh, um, that's another little like callback, and they do sticky fingers where Yondu fights physically with the collector. He's as he's getting beat, he takes the collector's glove that's controlling everything, which is basically like syndrome. And uh, they get him in one of his cages. They give the glove to <clears throat> they give the glove to Karina, and then Karina lets everyone else out. And the last we see of the collector is every one of his people that he has had collected and in their little cage is walking towards him in his cage. And he's basically, he's, I, I gave you a roof over your head. He's right. basically begging for his life. And right. so he's probably going to die in this universe. But we didn't see him die. The One of the big rules is... The Saw, you, saw 101. Yeah, if you didn't see the character die. They're walking they're dead. Probably, yep, walking dead. If you don't see them, they're not Game dead. Of Thrones. Last, we're just gonna go over like the big, all the new things that have been established because of this "what if" episode. The Embers of Genesis. We haven't. I don't think we've seen them anywhere before. Probably just the comics. Maybe not even there. Uh, they were held first of all in the collector's place. They were held in the cosmic flora section. So they are a flower slash spore. They are. They were past the frost giants, referencing. Loki, Luffy, Luffy, Cronus, which is a mention of the Cronon, the Cronins, or it was past the Cronins, and it was past Elvish literature. <laughs> so that's Dark Elf. So again, Dark Elf reference, Cronin reference, Frost Giant. So that all Thor's world, Thor's again pointing world. towards Thor. Which is what we've been like, kind of talking about this whole time. We've mentioned it. They've had said, a lot of connections. Yeah, he said form. he got it. He got that arm or that something from a, a very chatty Cronin, which I assume to be Korg. Um, yeah, which yeah, Korg Taika Waititi's character. Um, yeah, I would assume that very chatty Cronin is also Korg. Um, they mentioned Cronins at least four times in the episode, so I do think there's going to be a connection to Thor: Love and Thunder, which means we're probably going to see the Thor what if episode soon um and then the last couple things there was a de dedication to chadwick boseman at the end of the episode that gave me like chills and then got me a little 
choked up because that was this is genuinely the last time we might hear his voice in something new um so yeah that was really sad and then jeffrey wright was the voice of the watcher i think on the chadwick front it's um you know first of all like we have another friend uh we have a friend named sam and his favorite character is black panther so i know it it hit him hard it hit kind of everyone hard um, oh yeah, yep. and and the person coming in to either fulfill the the next Black Panther role, whether it's Shuri or um, Michael B. Jordan or Regé Jean Page or whoever Mbaku, you know whoever that is, um, it's it's like it's not that Chadwick didn't do a good job because he did an amazing job. It's just he Chadwick would want that too. Chadwick would want right. someone to. The, one of his favorite cast members to you know keep telling that story and he means a lot to the marvel community he means a lot to the like african-american like the black community he means he like chadwick meant a lot to a lot of different people so it's overall one of the one of the saddest passings and yeah so that dedication was important and he was I'm actually one of happened. the first people to sign on to do what if too because he knew mm-hmm. he probably knew that he didn't have that much time left and he wanted to he make, also wanted to change the character. Yeah, he wanted T'Challa to be as inspiring as, po- as possibly can. Which that, based on this episode, that's working. Um, Jeffrey Wright is the voice of the Watcher. He plays, for those of you who don't like, recognize the name, if you've seen Hunger Games, he plays BD, like the Wires and BD uh, okay. combination. He's also he's, playing Detective Gordon in The Batman. Yes. So. Um, he's a great actor. I thought that casting, I just wanted to throw that out there. Like Seth Green was a great casting. And uh, Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey Wright. Also I'd right love now. to see Jeffrey Wright in a as a live action watcher too. Oh, for sure. Um, the last, the very last thing, which is huge, and the episode ended on a cliffhanger. Peter is picked up at Dairy Queen. Um, he's same still using Dairy the, Queen from the Guardians two when they go back in time or whatever. He's, uh, he's wearing his same headphones, and the person he's picked up by isn't a person at all. It's a living planet. Yeah. Ego, the living planet. Ego. His dad is able to, his ego actually is able to successfully get Peter without his Star-Lord reputation. And he hasn't gotten his Chris Pratt six-month bulk up yet. No. So. But, but in, this ego. Uni- in this universe, let's see, the, the you know that the most powerful being right now just got beaten. Okay. So the most powerful being just got beaten. So now the universe is up for grabs and, uh, you know, Ego's planet of getting Peter to sustain himself, essentially, and overtake this entire universe and is now it's possible in this universe. So that's a whole scary thing that um, could possibly happen in a what if season two, if they continue these individual storylines. It's probably going to happen. I'm excited for it. Um that's i think that's all we got for what if do you have anything else would you would you rather them continue these so they're nine episode seasons yep would you rather them continue the individual storyline so like you're gonna get episode one next what if is going to be a captain carter season two thing or like this like the continuation of the captain carter story or would you rather them bring in new ones and then continue ones like say that have a cliffhanger like this because i mean captain carter's story you could assume it just no, because they keep she popped out in present day. So 
So you can well, continue that storyline. Would you rather them continue that storyline or would you rather them make just nine brand new what ifs and kind of leave it up to interpretation for us? Or would you rather see those stories continue in these separate multiverses? I would like to see these stories continue because they don't, they haven't really wrapped up. Like they, you can't end an episode on a cliffhanger like they have been and not continue it. All right. So I would rather, I'd rather continue. I don't want nine separate shows. So um, I say continue doing it this way. So um, I think it's easier for the what if, what if as open to interpretation at the end? A large, yeah. Yep. Because a large part of Marvel and Disney's marketing is like what we're doing now, like talking about it. Sure. And I think leaving open-ended and doing like one episode that continues the storyline every season keeps everybody talking about it. Like now we're going to, is Ego successful? Does he take over? Like, is he successful now? Um, What is the Avenger? What does the Avengers initiative look like now with Captain Carter? Obviously Hawkeye's there is, is Captain America dead because we saw his shield. Was Thor defeated? Sure. Like, People we can if talk Thor about Thor and Hela are defeated. Does that mean Odin's defeated? Does Asgard even exist? Like, is Asgard gone? Yeah, is Asgard under rule of Jane Foster? Is Asgard under rule of by Valkyrie? Surtur destroy it? I don't, you don't know. Yeah, so I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather see new things, just new, new things, and then maybe, maybe one and one or a handful of them are a continuation of the previous what if, I guess. Yeah. Agreed. Similar to like the actual comic books. So, yeah, cool. I would have to. I'd, I'd go with the new stuff. Um, that's it for what if. Uh, speaking of nine, you said nine episodes. Speaking of nine, uh, Marvel announced not too long ago that they had nine unnamed nine Marvel plus. products. Nine, nine plus. We tried to think about what could those nine plus be. Um. We have quite a list, but um, let's go. One, let's go over the the one. There's one that we can confirm is, I guess, an unnamed, um, but it would be in a future project that is not not confirmed to be in production. Like uh, I mean, Deadpool I, three. Like, you mean? Deadpool three. Like it's not like they did a Disney Investor Day and said this is coming out. This is coming out. This is coming out. They haven't done that for this. It's just basically been like, yeah, we're working on it. So yeah. So on August 19th, they came out and saying, which is today for us, they have officially started working with Ryan Reynolds on writing and stuff for Deadpool 3. So Deadpool 3 should be in the works soon. Uh, It definitely doesn't have to be a a Deadpool 3. It's just a, it's because it's Deadpool's first MCU. Right origin so well yeah so that's the one we can confirm we have like what 12 other probably ones? the working title will probably be dead yeah three yeah um yeah so i'm i mean obviously we're all excited for that because if deadpool exists that means mutants exist even though we have we had two mutants in our uh mcu already but they're not classified as mutants <clears throat> yeah uh speaking of mutants another one that i think would be big is x-men yeah x-men i know they uh i've remember seeing something in regards to like a weapon x a weapon x disney plus show which kind of uh, explains that weapons x and weapons plus yeah so in in our mcu or in the incredible hulk or hulk uh lieutenant 
no, General Everett Ross, is Everett Ross or something like that. Um, General Ross. General Ross. He he is working with a weapons plus program, and essentially it's to create super soldiers. Um, he's trying to mimic the creating the super soldiers, and he starts with uh, Banner's DNA. It probably goes into um, Cap's line somewhere. It probably goes into um, the Weapons X program or the Weapons Plus program, which created Wolverine and Deadpool and X-23, stuff like that. So, yeah. Is it the or X-Men Origins Deadpool? Yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, that's the only Deadpool I can really um, confirm <laughs> with. Oh, there's another thing we can confirm. Season 2 of What If? That oh, is, yeah. that's, that's confirmed. So we just talked about that. And season two of Loki. And season two of Loki. Which they said will begin production between 2022 and 2023. Yeah. So that'll be a while out till we get it, but it'll be there. Right. So um, for X-Men, outside of Weapon X and Weapons Plus, I think they, my dream would be, it's a TV show, like a series. Do you think, like, Weapon, do you think X-Men is too, Disney Plus would be too small? Or like too small of a um, like kind of outlet for it, like half of black, like almost exactly half of what Black Widow earned was Disney Plus. Yeah, but so I mean, like, but I mean, like, would you would would you rather reveal the X Men in like a movie? Yeah, but I mean, you could also. But so, so my dream would be that it'd be a series. Okay, like because X Men is too big of a. Yeah, there's big of a franchise. There's arguably more do... mutants than there are Avengers, or like you know what I mean. Other like superheroes, yeah. Like right. there's more mutants than like anything else. Like you could, if you, I, I think so. You could do a series of X Men movies that would be that not have to be on Disney Plus. Sure, I think that'd be fine. Um, like you could do a trilogy, three trilogies. Like you could do like what Star Wars is doing and do twenty five trilogies. Right. Um. <laughs> So you could do that, and I think that's one way to do it. You could do a series on Disney Plus where maybe it's focused around the school for Xavier School for Extraordinary Gifted Kids. Gifted Youngsters, yeah. Like gifted that. Youngsters. You could do, like, a series on, like, basically the everyday life in class where it's kind of set up kind of like a 90s or early 2000s cartoon, but it's not a cartoon where there's like a different villain every few episodes that they fight. Like the whole, the story revolves around them fighting a villain. Sure. And then it's a few episodes, like you could do that. I thought that's what I would want personally. Um, I think with the weapons plus weapons X type thing, it would be essentially Ross going through all these different um, um, like kind of like variations. And then you, sure. could, you could have him, by the end of it turn into red hulk or you could mm -hmm. have him say we finally have a successful one or whatever and that would be weapons weapon x or wolverine but it would just hint okay. at it it would just hint at it so you sure. could get you could get just going through all of that it'd just be you know backstory filler whatever and you'd have by the end of it um you know wolverine would be would be tease i don't know how you and that extends your time on selecting your wolverine yeah because <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're, it has to be you have to try to at least get close to Hugh Jackman it's gonna be hard yeah um uh yeah so um I think if they were to do X-Men and you do the movie way which is probably the smartest biggest money earning way which is probably probably why that's the way they'll do it um you could do solo similar to like 
the Avengers. Like Loki is a huge product, but he's just on Disney Plus because it's just a solo thing. I thought that they could do solo X-Men shows and then have like the big ones in movies. So the three, I, I just decided, because you could literally do 50 of them. Right. Um, I decided my top three that I would want to see. Staying which, away from Phoenix, right? They've done that a million times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler. Okay. Wolverine. Yep. And Rogue. Okay. I know Rogue was kind of rumored to be in Captain Marvel 2, which is now the Marvels. And so, it, I want it to be comic book rogue, not where she takes Captain Marvel's or Carol Danvers's powers for a while, and then where she can basically absorb powers and yeah. use them for an extended period of time. Yeah. Not I, I touch you, I basically kill you by touching you, yeah, and I get your powers only while I'm touching you, yeah. Like, yeah. I hated that. Like yeah. it made Rogue almost seem like her power was terrible and stupid. Yeah. When in the comic book, Rogue was one of the primary X-Men because she was so powerful. Yeah. Um so I would want that. And Nightcrawler, you could cast uh you could have a diverse casting, you could have a huge backstory because he travels the world. He has a point where he's like evil. You have you have Bamf that you can't really bring into live the live action, him doing his Bamf where he's I'm gonna rip someone's head off. Yeah, but. where he teleports, grabs somebody's head, teleports away, and le- takes the head but leaves the body. Yeah, yeah. You could, ha- and then Wolverine, obviously, because it's Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. So what I would like to see is I would like to see an X Men team. Obviously, um, obviously Charles Xavier is the lead. Like Charles Xavier was the leader of that, right? And you know, with the rumors of Doctor Strange two, more rumors for Doctor Strange two of him possibly doing like an Illuminati an Illuminati, get my quotes in here, type thing, where it would have the leaders of these said groups come together. Yeah, it's really close. Um, Come together, you know, so it'd be, you know, Reed Richards, possibly Charles Xavier, um, Black Panther, Namor, um, whoever's leading the Avengers at the time, Captain, or Sam Wilson, maybe. Um, Yeah. More on that later. And then, more on that later. And then, um, yeah, I would like to see a more Cyclops-focused story. Oh, please, he is, he is the leader. Please, and, Scott yeah, Summers. He, yeah, he is the leader of the X Men. You know, so like he's the Captain America of. If there's a if there was a um, Avengers battle or like the Thanos battle at the end, it would be Scott Summers being like X Men assemble. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yep. X Men. It would be Scott Summers and it's Cyclops and Storm are yep they're like the leaders and then they're the leaders yep and then they're not just teachers yeah so um but yeah that's i think out of the x-men it'd be weapon x weapons plus and then those are the like the solos could be shows the big movies could be the actual like x-men series sure so let's take the most um popular netflix ones i think those would the most popular netflix marvel um shows because i think those would very easily translate to a fourth season or third season or respectively at minimum daredevil yeah so daredevil is the most popular one it's just brilliant all all the way around charlie cox is the perfect casting Uh, basically anyone in that was in that in that series was pretty perfect casting kingpin you've got got kingpin you've got john bernthal's punisher more on that later um you've got electro which is it wasn't the best, but it wasn't Jennifer Garner. So it was better than Jennifer Garner's. Yep. Um, you've got uh, you've got who plays Foggy Nelson was great. 
The guy who plays, I think her name's like Kate something. She's in all the Bishop. series. Bishop. Okay. No, that's not her. Um, uh, I forget her name. I could look it up. Karen her plays Karen. Her name's Karen. She's in all of all of the Netflix series. So yeah, I think Daredevil is would be the great choice, and then Punisher would be second. I know you want to bring in John Bernthal as Punisher more, most likely. I want Punisher. If I were to pick any, it would be Daredevil and then Punisher. Um, and then obviously there's going to be a sneak peek of Iron Fist at the end of Shang-Chi. Yeah, that's so the only, that. only reason you can get a deafeningly loud reaction. Yeah, That excites so. me so much. Because I don't think they're doing pr- premiere access. No, nope. Shang-Chi is theater oh. only. So. Yeah, so and then Defenders, we thought if they, they're, um, I think we're going to get Rumor to get Christian Ritter back in possibly She-Hulk series. She's a private eye. Could go good with a lawyer type person. Sure. Um, and then that would leave the other two defenders, which would be Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Um, there's probably a 190% chance that Finn Jones doesn't come back as Iron Fist. Um, Especially after those some, recent remarks yeah, saying so, that he didn't try. Yeah, he didn't try. Like uh, basically um, the person who played Colleen Wing, um, they were like, we love, we love her. She trains four hours a day. She's best more. Some of the best scenes were with her in it. So, um, and then Luke Cage, um, as even though Mike Coulter did great as um, Luke Cage, he still is kind of like he saw uh, Mahershala Ali's Cottonmouth, um, and so I don't think they'll bring him back either because he's gonna be he's gonna see Blade and be like you're. You're, You're Cottonmouth, cotton aren't you? Yeah. yeah. So I think they're just going to recast both of those, and then they could do a Heroes for Hire thing with both of those guys. So I definitely think Heroes for Hire is one of the ones that they'll do. Um, another group of people they might do. There's a huge amount of rumors for Thunderbolts. Yeah. There's a huge amount of rumors for Young Avengers. Yep. Um, they, they're leading into both of those. The writing's on the wall, basically. So. Yeah, so I would I th- I honestly think both of those are coming for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if I I would I'd be confident enough to say 99% chance that those two happen. Yeah, sometimes in sometime in the future. Uh one that I am confident will happen, I'm just not as confident is Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns. I think that could be m- movie based too. Yeah, um, and I think that that's more likely to be like like down the oh, line. Yeah, like here's like X-Men and then here's like, I don't know. The first defend, project we're getting of that is, uh, the first one we're getting of that is um, uh, Moon Knight. That's right. the first thing we're getting of that. And that's in. And then it would be like Young Avengers and it'd be like Midnight Suns. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I don't, I, I think it would happen. Um, we'll talk more we about, about that. We, in the, yeah. We talked about Werewolf by Night last week. I think too. we did. Yep. So. And there's something that happened in the internals trailer that we'll talk about that connects to that. So a little more confidence in it could happen. Um, And then a couple more, there was only a couple more left. Secret Wars is one that has been like heavily rumored. Um, I don't know too much about it. It's basically just a war that people were grabbed from all over by... The Beyonder by the Beyonder and put together to fight a giant war. Yeah, um, we've heard a lot about that. I had one that I kind of like made up myself, like recently. 
No, it's Hail Hydra. The Hail Hydra, okay. So I called it Hail Hydra. I don't know what it would actually be called, but they mentioned Hydra and everything. Like it's clear that they're working on Hydra to either be in the movies. Hydra still exists, and Hydra still exists. Cut one head off, two more will spawn in its place. Exactly, and I think they would definitely do like a Hydra show. So I'm calling it Hell Hydra, but it would basically be a Valerie Contessa de Fontaine, um, Red Skull is still alive. Red Skull, Baron Zemo, um, Doctor Zola, Barnzola, Zola. Um, and a few others, honestly, like Viper. Yeah. I know that is Madame Hydra, but like you'd separate, do like like so they could do ones, yeah. They could do a bunch. So I think that I think there's going to be a Hydra product on the way, not just like for that one. It would probably be told as the point of view of Hydra, which is what I want. I want some more villain point of view. Sure. Um, but I think Hydra products are coming. They're just more likely going to show up in actual hero projects sure but i would love to see like an actual hydra project i don't know hydra could appear in shang chi just because there is a giant battle of there's a good powered individuals that... one of those individuals could be powered through hydra trying to i get... wouldn't be surprised if valerie shows up in the if she's like the nick fury of the first phase yeah. showing up in every single post-credits yeah, meeting, yeah, meeting would... with general and ross and abomination we know shang chi has more than one credit scene so yeah yeah um and then the last thing is a ravager series like yeah a, a series because james gunn and uh the guy who plays merle mike michael rooker michael i can't i can never remember his, uh, <laughs> michael rooker great friends Great friends, and they both just said we want to do more stuff together, more yeah. Marvel stuff together. Yeah. Which more Marvel stuff means more Yondu. I think you got to. I think you got to do the whole Ravager storyline when he took Peter Quill. Yep. When he took yep. Quill and he got out ousted by that other group of Ravagers, like the main Ravagers, um, and then just him kind of dealing with the repercussions of that. You know, yep. you could have or him you could re- do re- recruiting. Yeah, recruiting Craiglin. Um. Uh, recruiting Taserface, you know what I mean? Like all these other recruiting guys. Thanos, <laughs> with T'Challa, you know. Um, but yeah, those I think those are like the most likely or ones that I want out of the nine plus unnamed Marvel projects. Yeah, there is the there is um I forgot what it's called. Um, let me look it up real quick. Actually, let us know if you have any unnamed projects in the comments that you would like to see. Like so, if you if you have any you'd like to see in the future, let us know. I don't know. They were going to do. Remember back in the day, they had that. They were they um, they were doing like a special series. They were gonna they're trying to cast like uh, Squirrel Girl. Remember that? Remember that yep. back in the day? They were rumored yep. to that. Um, I think that's another project that could eventually come along. Um, Please give us Squirrel Girl and Squirrel Kendrick. Girl, and um, I, I want a Speed Speedball. Turns okay. into penance yeah right? so i'm I not as excited too. for that one but that'd be fine yeah although i mean those are just like two characters that i believe are in that that um would be sweet to see another one i saw today actually was that they could possibly be working on a disney plus show with nova richard Ryder, nova and yeah, then I saw um, brandon davis the big marvel guy on twitter made a comment about that as well yeah so nova with adam warlock as the the villain slash anti-hero 
type thing. Because I know, I think James Gunn said that Adam Warlock doesn't necessarily have to be the villain in his third one. Right. Um, but Adam Warlock exists in our universe. So that would yeah. be sweet. That'd be cool. So. Agreed. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you have any other ideas for Unnamed or what you think of those, let us know in the comments. <laughs> or Twitter. Either or, I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have for that. Um, yeah, so we can now move on. We have some other, we have one other major Marvel thing that's going on. Um, we're going to talk about that next. We just have a couple quick hitter Marvel news that we'd like to cover first little transition stuff. So Rudy Pankow and Chloe Bennett are both canceling a lot of, um, events that projects, supposed, events, that's a good events word. that they're supposed to be doing, uh, due to scheduling conflicts. And now is when filming is happening for secret invasion yeah so there's a good chance that both of them are filming secret Possibly invasion doing that. Yeah. yeah so uh, so uh, people don't know chloe bennett plays agent daisy johnson in agents of shield quake or, or, or quake um and then rudy pankow is rumored to play hulkling which secret invasion is about scrolls invading earth uh hulkling is a scroll kree offspring and so Oh, take it for take himself it. as a young Hulk. Yeah, it's like a yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, other things. Moon Knight's costume got leaked. Supposedly leaked. Supposedly, uh, based off of what I saw, uh, I'm fine with it. It's a nice little I'm twist. I'm fine with it. That's him, like in a hotel room, getting a picture taken of him. You know what I mean? On like a mobile right. phone. If you see uh, it in action, I bet it looks. With the with, movie effects and everything on yeah, it. Yeah, with how they with how um Marvel has done with costumes so far in phase four, I imagine it's gonna look I would badass. like it to be brighter. Um it was really gray, like dark gray. Yeah. I hope that in the final products they brighten it up. Like it's more like your headset. Like I'd like it to be white. Yeah. I'd like I'd like yeah, it's like it silver be... white, right? Yeah. So yeah. I would like for it to be a lot whiter. So um Another thing, Oscar uh, Moon Knight, Oscar Isaac. Um, the reason he said he rejoined Marvel is because he heard talked about Feige or talked with Feige about um, joining for Moon Knight, and they're doing something completely different that they've never done before. Which, so that's, which basically means it's not Fox. Not so. Fox. Very smart by him. Um, right. But yeah, I I was excited to hear that because I'm excited for Moon Knight and something different. Is yeah, he's always a, good. yeah it's it's going to be nothing like you've seen in marvel before it's going it's, hopefully it's going to be on the kind of rated r spectrum type thing um even if they haven't confirmed it but it's it's definitely something we've never seen before absolutely so. another thing from that is uh another like touch on what if that we were talking about uh, agent colson is potentially in episode three that could be something that's just not really tons of news yeah um, but i mean it would be great to see possibly you know i don't know what clark greg's doing right now but secret invasion is filming so <laughs> exactly so get colson back for this like he's a good actor so great actor a lot of people know his his face and bring him in for colson and put him in secret invasion like we'll see uh, another thing wakanda forever 
they are they have casted an Ironheart confirmed officially confirmed now. So Ironheart will be in Wakanda forever. That is basically yeah. I think they they touched on her in the Disney plus or Disney plus review uh, Disney Investor Days. Yeah, back whenever they casted Ironheart, but now Ironheart is confirmed to be in Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. I believe yep. she's also confirmed to be in Armor Wars. And- Exactly. So she'll most so, accept what the difference with her is that her suit then, will most likely be vibranium. Yeah. And in and, and an Ironheart series. So she's going to be in three projects. She's going to be in three projects, and which leads right into an. And it was Dominique. I don't want to do this wrong. So I think it was Dominique. Dominique Thorne has been cast as Riri Williams. She will be Riri Williams. So very cool. Um, another couple signings. Uh, ben Kingsley will be back as his character from Iron Man 2. Trevor Slattery. Right, where he was the fake Mandarin. Yeah, he's just an actor paid yeah. by the Ten Rings, the Ten Rings organization or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he will be back in Shang-Chi. And then big news of casting was Anthony Mackie has officially signed a new deal. But he didn't sign it as Falcon. Oh, no. He, he is signed on for Captain America 4 to be Captain America. Nice. Um, there was a lot of people when What If came out that were upset that Peggy Carter was Captain America since Anthony Mackie was only Captain America for a little bit. Well, Anthony Mackie's getting a movie. He's not getting an yeah. animated show. No, He's... He... Good for him. I think that's going to be awesome. I love Anthony Mackie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ever since Papa Doc yeah uh, man. <laughs> yeah ever since papa doc he's just i've i thought he's been so good so i'm excited i'm really excited for that and uh We're waiting for bucky to sign on though he'll get there bucky will yeah. sign yeah. people want him people love sebastian stan and i think sebastian stan should stay on with with uh disney in general because i think he would play a amazing young luke skywalker so oh that'd be cool yeah he'd he look if you've ever seen some mock-ups of it it looks eerily similar to mark <laughs> hamill when he was younger it I looks it hamill. looks great um and then that's it for like our little like bonus stuff of marvel the last big thing that we have to talk about marvel oh wait while we're still talking about shang chi a little bit the early records of shang chi like reports of shang chi have come in there are two post-credit scenes or at least two at least two someone and... said one of the yeah, one, one of, the, of the post-credit scenes got a standing ovation. I'm sure there's a mid-credit and then a post-credit. That's about right. Guess. I'm sure there's a, an immediate credit, a mid-credit, a post-credit, and then and then the No Way Home trailer. Yeah, and then the No Way Home trailer. No, the trailer of No Way Home is going to come out in the previews of No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so one of them got a standing ovation. You tweeted out, which got some traction. Um. That the only one that would deserve a standing ovation is if the immortal Iron Fist was Shut revealed. Up. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, a li- I got a like from somebody I don't know. So yeah, um, makes a difference. Was very cool. I would assume that it's something, some sort of reveal like that, something we haven't seen. Uh, and I I don't know what would be that because the last big thing that would do that was when Cap got Mjolnir. Like that was the that's when the uh, when everyone was like yeah. And that's the thing out, is everybody so. overreacting because they're trying to create another moment like that, or is it truly yeah. standing over like nobody's been able to go to movies, everything's been delayed. Like this could just be people overreacting to something that's not that big. Yeah. 
I'm hoping it's something as big as Danny Rand. Fin um, Foom. I would also react that way to like Fin Fang Foom right. or like opening the dragon realm and like seeing all the dragon. All right. Like, um, yeah, because if Shao Lao showed up, people would be like, who the, who the hell is that? Yeah. Um, well, Abomination's in it, right? Yeah, Abomination's so in it. Wong they, is a, it, it assume, it's assumed to be Wong. You see the back of him. So I, you could see connections to another thing. So, you know, maybe there's a spider web somewhere. <laughs> uh, no, like, so I would assume like, something like that would also be good. Like, maybe a reveal of a, Val- a Valerie Contessa de la Fontaine meets up with a bomb. I hope that happens. maybe Benedict Cumberbatch walks in and like shows on through a ring. Yeah, like, I, here's my ring, you know, mm. like, and then he proposes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, something like that would also be worthy. But yeah, just wanted to touch on that. Shang-Chi's coming out and lots of excitement is being built over right. it. I'm ready I'm to very see excited. it. They say that it's a completely different kind of Marvel movie. They've made nothing like it. So it's like Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, but the last big thing, the Eternals trailer dropped. Eternals trailer two. The final trailer. Yeah. And Lots of questions arose from it. Lots of reveals happened in it, including them explaining why the they Eternals didn't, didn't help Thanos yeah. or help with Thanos. God, if they helped Thanos, we'd all be doomed. Yeah. <laughs> Which the Eternals, that's my issue with them, is they seem like a lot of like overpowered people as opposed to like the Avengers. Yeah, Icar- Icarus had major Homelander vibes for me. Right. Like they have a lot of very strong people all together. When you look at like Fantastic Four, like Thing is very strong and he's pretty indestructible, but he's not overpowered. Right. Human Torch is just really hot. Right. And he's got flame abilities. Right. And he can create fire. Um, <laughs> Invisible Woman can create. She's probably spirit. the strongest. Yeah. She's so uh, probably the strongest. Right. And then like the Avengers, you have like Captain America, there's a super soldier without like. Yeah. You have the super strong fours and like Hulk, Hulk's right. but it balances out with Black Widows, Hawkeyes, and Captain <laughs> Americas. Right. Well, the Eternal seems very strong. And it's a bunch of people with like superpowers that are insane. And, and Angelina Jolie said it was a very difficult thing to film because you don't know if your character is supposed to be holding a sword, a bow. Like you don't know. You well, yeah, and, you and put your Fina- arm out. Thena can create create weapons out of like thin air. So right. what is what does Thena want in that moment? I and guess. she's like, you can't see it. So she's like, she said it was just very hard. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, the, outside of that, also that came out of that was not Galactus. <laughs> there was an image. There's a still image of a guy that like a giant being. Right, when they're talking about the Celestials. When they're talking about the or Celestials. Or no, he's, uh, 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 Cersei is talking to Dane Whitman. Um, talking to Dane Whitman, and he, and Dane, Dane Whitman was like, Kit Harrington's character, Black Knight, was yep. like, why didn't you, why didn't you help? And he's like, oh, we weren't, we were told to not interfere unless it was whatever. And it seems, sounds like Dane, D- Dane Whitman's like upset almost. Like, why didn't you help us when right. Thanos yeah. came? She's like, we were told not to interfere. And he's like, by who? And then it showed a picture of uh, Galactus. Right, um, a person that everybody's freaking out as Galactus. It's more than likely um, 
what is it? Jemiah. Isan. Isan the Searcher. Isan the Searcher. Yeah. Which um, was shown in Guardians uh one or two with the power guardians one because of the power stone isan would be one of four confirmed celestials that we have seen or going to see so far um little background on isan was that he at first came to earth for in like miami to protect the undersea deviant legendary isle of lemuria and he just said the next time he'd come back to Earth would be as return for the payments of the gifts that they'd given him. Um, and then his biggest connections, which I thought was the fun part, is like much more cool than Galactus. Like Galactus is awesome, and I would Galactus like, is a weasel. Galactus is going to be a big bad that's Thanos Kang. level. They it's build be past it. Kang. It's going to be past Doom. Yeah. Yep. So people can get excited, but you're going to see Mephisto and stuff in Doom before you see Galactus, yeah. probably. But the more, in my opinion, what is more exciting is Isan is connected to She-Hulk, which we know we're getting. Yep. And then Robbie Reyes, which is Ghost Rider. Which the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider, which he did great. You he and I job. would want in either Midnight Suns or Multiverse of Madness or maybe yep. Doctor Strange 3 if they have one. And then the other one is Captain Marvel, which we know we're getting a second Captain Marvel. So two people that we are confirmed and one person that's heavily related to characters that we already have. Yeah, and if they want to do Johnny Blaze, that's okay. Um, If they do normal readers, it should be Johnny Blaze. Yeah, and if if you know that these other Ghost Riders exist. So like even though Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not canon, there's another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has to be be canon in another multiverse you know what i mean like it had to make a branch timeline at some point probably when colson got resurrected i don't know but like yeah robbie reyes has to be a person somewhere in the world i think isan's more excited everybody freaked out about galactus completely overlooking the fact that the fact that that is most likely isan is much cooler and spins a deeper web yeah um but yeah not galactus i'll say it again not galactus yeah uh crow is another person uh, not a celestial not a celestial but um but he's he's heavily in this in this movie but yeah and we've seen crow i believe in guardians no he's, he's the guy he's the guy that was like he looked kind of kind of looks like corvus but like he was like touching angelina yeah. jolie's face yeah that's that's crow. um but that was another big reveal in that uh trailer as well as jemiah which is another one of the Eternals. Celestials. Celestials? Eternals? Yep. Celestials. Um, but yeah, that would be one of the third. Looks like he or, was he was like making... The rumor or like the leak is that he was making a galaxy. Right. He looked like he was creating some sort of matter in his hand. Apparently, the rumor is that he was making a galaxy to display powers. Okay. The um, third one was Nowhere. Third of uh, the third celestial that we have confirmed that we've seen is nowhere in Guardians of the Galaxy was the how head did, of the, how did he die from Null who <laughs> created all the symbiotes yeah the first the first symbiote all black the necro sword was uh, decapitated nowhere so that's yeah. how that that's how that's done and then the fourth and final one is ego the living planet yeah so we've seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy two fun fact fun fact on ego ego in Guardians two when ego it's Kurt Russell. Yeah, it is Kurt Russell, but it also uh, Fox owned Ego at that moment. Fox owned Ego in that moment, and um, 
Disney owned uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. So they gave they swapped. so they they swapped. They're like so Fox is like, or Disney That's called fair. Fox up and was like, hey, we need we need Ego for a movie, and then they're like, well, we're shooting Deadpool and we need Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and they're like, okay, so they did that swap in order That's to make not that a fair work. swap. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, Crow was in it as well, but that's not a celestial. And uh, Jemaya is Jemaya the Analyzer. That's the full title. Um, so it would make sense being able to analyze galaxies, planets, whatever. But um, <laughs> Isan, just like a couple other like celestials, has no known limit to their power, tele- communicates telepathically, and has an all seeing eye. That's what they see out of in their left hand. So, um, yeah, just some information on those characters. It's just not to let Galactus. You know, it's not Galactus, but there are Celestials, which are, like, some of the most powerful beings ever. Like, yeah. So, the, the movie's going to be huge. It's one of those ones, like, not only should you see it in theaters, but... Um, yeah, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be have a yeah, lot. You're gonna you're gonna see it and be like, this is once again, this is nothing like Marvel's ever done. The one which... po- I, I said that there was like, I don't like the fact that how overpowered everybody seems, but the one positive you get from that is when they all fight, and what fight scenes and like action scenes are gonna be massive because yeah. it's the most powerful beat like it's unstoppable forces against immovable objects yeah it's, it's the thing is i know you said with captain marvel you didn't like that oh she's so strong like nobody can beat her right. but like just like superman what's the yeah um but at the same time like you know that there's like captain marvel captain Mar- there's someone stronger than captain marvel these eternals are probably stronger than captain marvel and then it's like all right well the eternals have no flaws well the celestials are stronger than them or any other eternal with a better skill set could be stronger than them too there's always a bigger fish yeah uh, and like possibly getting an eternal with a um a bad person gene which is called a deviant gene which mm-hmm. they said that they didn't want to interfere unless a deviant was evolved involved well thanos has a deviant gene so i don't know why he they weren't involved involved our only like reconciliation there would be that he's so he's so much like so little of a deviant that he's considered just mainly a titan so it wasn't worth and it also does is kang is he who remains stronger than the eternals now i don't there's there's a power influx that needs to be kind of explained going forward i think was kang allowing the eternals to not do anything or if kang tried to interfere with the eternals would the eternals be like good luck yeah and then, and it's then just a, with the watchers, <laughs> yeah, I know there's a little bit of a power influx that needs to be kind of sorted out. But and then with the grandmaster, yeah. So I don't know. And then the, the other little tidbit I have, one more tidbit, is that in the comics, which I uh, in the comics, Fina, Angelina Jolie's character, and Thanos are first cousins. Right. So they're both of their dads are brothers. So. So another reason why it's like, why aren't we talking of doing yeah. dealing with Thanos? We're related. Yeah. Is is yeah, is Thena just Thena just watching her cousin decimate planets and, and Thena's probably nothing? gonna be the primary character they focus on because Thena in the comics is also in a relationship with the general of the deviants. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but um, Crow. Crow, yeah. 
Yeah, Crow. She is she's uh, in a relationship with Crow. Yeah, and then and then uh, Cersei and Icarus are gonna have their like love. Cersei, Icarus, and then Dane Whitman are gonna have like a love triangle. That was apparently is the premise of the movie is focusing yeah. around that love triangle. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Then that is it for our Eternals. We had the big news that I think that's huge. What if um, those unnamed projects and Eternals are like the major things going on with Marvel right now? Um. Yeah, now we're going to move on to our local segment. We just have some Timberwolves stuff. So the Timberwolves traded Wancho Hernan Gomez for Jarrett Culver and Patrick Beverly. Sorry. No, no, no. Wancho Wait. Hernan Gomez and Jarrett Culver for Patrick Beverly. There we go. For the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have been making a lot of moves. They started with their Jonas Valanciunas move. Um, they also traded picks like 17 and 51 for them. They also... So they got... Steven Adams and Bledsoe. Is that uh, right? Rondo and Bledsoe. They got yeah, they got they got Bledsoe. They get so they got Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe for Valanciunas and whatever. And then they traded Bledsoe to the Clippers for Rondo and Beverly or whatever. Yep. I think that's how it went. So I broke it down. They ended up the Grizzlies ended up trading because I, I figured out who those picks ended up being. So they traded Jonas Valanciunas, Trey Murphy the third, and Brandon Boston Jr. Brandon Boston Jr. That was seventeen and fifty-one. Okay. And they ended up trading those four: Stephen Adams, Ray John Rondo, Daniel Oturu, Jarrett Culver, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Zaire Williams, and Santi Aldama. There's more. They're making more moves too. Yeah, like there's gonna and be more they, coming. They said that they're in. They're open to trading Rondo. Yeah. They were open to trading. Um, I think it was Oturu. Oturu, yeah. Anyone from the Clippers they got, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Clippers making or uh, Grizzlies are making moves, and it doesn't seem like they're stopping anytime soon. They got um, Culver, who's frankly unplayable. Uh, like, unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they got an offensive-minded. I'm hoping his power scenery helps him. It yeah. just based off showing what he showed in Minnesota, he's not even a role player. Like yeah, he's he, one of those he's, guys. Like he'll unplayable. be in the NBA. He'll he'll be in the NBA on low contracts, probably jumping from team to team until he hits a certain age where they don't think his potential is there anymore. And then he'll go play in China or something like that. So. So, yeah, unfortunately, because, you know, when they picked Jarrett Culver, my first response was, I have no idea who that was. And there were multiple other guys I'd ra- I said that I'd rather have. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they wanted Darius Garland. They right. wanted Darius Garland, and Darius Garland went a pick before us to the Cavs. So they panic picked somebody they didn't know. Yeah. But uh, what year was Culver drafted? I don't know, two years ago. 2019, which they got Nas Reed that year in a later round. So the 2019 NBA draft, because there was somebody that went shortly after Kobe White. That's who I, yeah, I wanted Kobe yeah. White. Um, Jackson Hayes, oh, it was Rui Hachimura. Both Rui of Hachimura. us wanted Rui, yeah. Rui Hachimura. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of people on this list. Cam Johnson, Cam Reddish, PJ Washington, Tyler Harrow, <laughs> Romeo Langford, even Seku Dumbuya, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah. Matisse Thibel, yeah, Brandon yeah. Clark, quite a bit of people. Yep. Darius Basley, nah, yep, 
so Jordan Miss Poole. Keldon Johnson, Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. I want it was Rui Hachimura was the guy that yeah. I wanted us to take, and we took Jarrett Culver instead. And now Rui Hachimura, yeah, he got hurt, but he's better than Culver. There's a lot of people better than Culver, so yeah, feels bad. It feels bad. really but, bad. But here's the thing. Um, but we got Patrick Beverly. We got Patrick Beverly, who um, I know you're not a huge fan of. I think it's probably his intensity too. Uh, however, uh, all right, so Patrick Beverly, I know it's not a uh, <clears throat> like the uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just his intensity. You don't like. I don't like that. He's a, he has the reputation of being very like cheap and like, not even like really that great of a teammate. Um, But he wants wants to win. He plays defense. Exactly. He plays defense. He plays hard. Like not much, not too much else you can ask for. I just 40% three point shooter the last two years. He has a very bad reputation of being like, he's one of those guys that you're, it's basically, you're going to love him is what everybody's going to tell us because you love him when he's on your team. Yeah. But everybody else hates him. Yeah. So like now that he's on our team, I'm sure I'm, I'll probably like the fact that we have somebody because those guys are usually good to have. But the reason he has that reputation is because he's supposed to be like a dirty player. Yeah. Uh, so another thing though is Culver was owed like 6 million and then 8 million. And then Juancho was owed like 7 million and then 8 million. Mm-hmm. So so there, those contracts were both two year, two years left, and Patrick Beverly's only one. Yep. So that that is also a win for us. It opens up the opportunity to either extend Ant with a super max and keep D'Lo and Cat, or to sign a max and potentially trade like D'Lo and then sign Cat uh, sure. Ant. Sure. So and Patrick Beverly, if it's not working out, he's a super easily movable piece at the deadline. Yeah. Around the deadline, there's gonna somebody like the Lakers, somebody a, a contender right. is gonna want him. And sure. that means you'll probably end up trading if if he doesn't work out, you'll end up trading Patrick Beverly for a late round first. Yeah. Yeah. Or Patrick Beverly and Malik Beasley for Miles Turner. Who knows? Oh, that would be nice. We need a center next to Cat and move Cat to the four. Yeah. Um, and then that was it for the Timberwolves news. Oh, but no, wait, one more. Balmaro is officially in town. Oh, Balmaro is here. So, um, our savior, our Euro stash point guard. He's like a shooting small forward. He's, I don't know. He's, he was like point those, forward. Those players are, yeah, those, those players are very versatile in what they can do. So, so if we move Jay, like, uh, Jalen, Jaden McDaniels, Jalen Noel, well, McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels, McDaniels, yeah. If we have him play the four, have Balmaro play the three. Yeah. In and some then, lineups. Or yeah. have him be the six man and have Beasley play the three or Ant play three. We'll yeah. be small. We're going to be small. Until we um, get Turner. <clears throat> until we buy, get a center. Um, okay, so that is it for Timberwolf news. Yes. There's some Vikings news. Um, Greg Joseph, the kicker that we decided to keep over Patterson, went four for four on field goals. That's a good sign. Let's hope he can keep that up in the games because Patterson also went perfect in practice and got cut recently. Uh, Cam Smith, linebacker, uh, has retired for medical purposes. He got open heart surgery. Yep. Some other the, the COVID tests actually saved his life. So Yeah. Yep. So COVID test saved his life, but now he's done with football. Um, Everson Griffin got a workout. Kirk Cousins says he put that behind him. It's room, a rumor to have gone very well. Um, however... Um, they're rumored to, if they're going to make a deal, it's going to be right before week one. 
Okay. So, and we can't really give them too much money. Like we have a lot of money to spare. We have like 14 million. We got to save that for next year. Though. You got to yeah. not only save it for like next year's and extension contracts, but you also got to potentially save it for injuries or something like that. And yeah. you have to sign somebody else. You got Brian O'Neill and you got Harrison Smith that still need deals too. So exactly. Um, and then Kirk's birthday today. Kirk's birthday. And that's it. That's all we have for Vikings news. Yep. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of fights at training camp. I don't think the Vikings were one of them. Nope. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Antonio Brown got a good uh, left hook into a Titans uh, Titans corner. That was that was a solid punch. Oh yeah, it was a good hit. And that's it for local news. Our next last little bit is going to be just like random, some video game stuff, some you know fun stuff. Um, this segment is brought to you by. Um, we don't no have one. a we don't, we, have, we a don't have a sponsor. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to thank our sponsor for our next episode when they email us and <laughs> if there's a product you want us to conveniently hold in screen or yeah, maybe one that's like two sided. Uh, yeah, but yeah, this this uh, this segment is brought to you by nobody because we have no sponsors or ads. <laughs> uh, first thing but we're here. We're here. We're here for you. Our uh, first thing is, I'll cover it in a deeper segment on the gaming channel, just because it kind of fits that niche a little bit better. But Pokemon Direct happened yesterday. Pokemon Direct, it was 28 minutes, which on normal, they're like 14. So it was double what they are on average. Because they have a ton of news, they did a Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is the Generation 4 remakes. They did a trailer on that with some gameplay. Um, Legends Arceus, which is the it's an open world RPG Pokemon game. <laughs> oh, you can like get attacked by the Pokemon. Is that you can get attacked that? by the Pokemon? You can be you can get attacked by wild Pokemon, and if that causes you to faint, you get sent to your Pokemon Center. Like so, they can attack you in the wild, and if you yeah, imagine running into them. an Onix and then just getting smashed or something like just, right. Crush under the rock. There's some wild Pokemon that are aggressive and some that are peaceful, some that try to run. So birds. You'll find out which ones based on the ones that charge you and attack you or <laughs> shock you. A so, or something. I'm very cool because I've always one of my big things is like some realism to be brought to Pokemon would be having wild Pokemon attack a trainer. Yeah. And now when you first started playing Pokemon and Oak says you can't dangerous to go in tall grass because of wild Pokemon. No. We all thought it was a meme. No, it's real. Who knows? Um, also, with Legends Arceus, they announced a couple new regional variants. There's a new Growlithe that's a rock and fire type. Um, they did not reveal what Arcanine looked like, so I'm interested to see that. Um, there's a new Stantler evolution called Weird Deer, which is uh, ice and normal, I believe. Um, that one re looks really cool. There's a new Basculin evolution called Bascu Legion, which Basculin has needed an evolution for super long. So that one looked really cool. It looks like a traditional like Chinese dragon. Very cool looking. Um, Braviary got a regional variant as well, which is a uh, psychic. The region is called Hisuian. It's supposed to be ancient Sinnoh, like from hundreds of years ago, which is generation four, but it's called the Hisuian or Hisuian region um, because it hasn't been called changed to Sinnoh yet. Um, wild Pokemon can attack you. There's two different types of battling styles because now it's turn-based battling, so you can do quick battles where sometimes you might be able to attack two times in a row. 
otherwise there's power battle style where you might be able to one shot somebody like a wild pokemon that you might want to knock out for experience sure. or quick battle where you're trying to do chip damage and then catch them um so yeah there's two do battle styles and then it will be eventually compatible with pokemon home so you'll eventually be able to transfer pokemon from pokemon go sword and shield into legends arceus sure so I think that's really cool. And then Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, which Arceus comes out January 28th of 2023. Brilliant Diamond and Shining, uh, sorry, 2022. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl comes out September 19th of this year. Um, there's going to be the Pokemon Underground, which I'm going to go more into my gaming channel. Um, but then Pokemon are following you again. It's a, like a main series game where Pokemon will be following you. And sure. that'll, that'll be really cool. Um, that's really it. That all we need to talk about there. Nothing too exciting. Uh, another quick. I just say a Pokemon thing. Yeah. I played a game of Pokemon Unite when my buddy was over here. Pokemon. Uh, I played a game of Pokemon Unite when you're over here, and we were. I, I didn't. In the very first game, I had no idea what was going on. Picked uh, Crustle, and um, we, yeah, we didn't know, didn't know what was. So as Crustle, you start out as Dwebble, though, right? And no. you evolve to Crustle. You start out as Crustle. Yeah. Okay. So I think it have like they like have a rotation, or you can like probably purchase them with like earnable currency. Yep. But um, so we were losing the whole game. There was a Wigglytuff on the other team that was just destroying everyone. Sure. Um, and then all of a sudden, once I started to get the hang of it, I was like, all right, I understand like what I'm doing here. Um, it's kind of hard to play a MOBA on on uh, not a computer. Yep. Um, so, but and a mobile no. version is coming out in like a month. Yeah, September something um so yeah it's hard to play a moba on something that's not a computer but i ended up there i saw that earlier i was gonna say something uh no but they have this like what what people would be considered as like the baron right zapdos, like, zapdos right and ended up stealing that with like a little thing that like goes like a rock smash it was like and then i stole that and ended up just like being just walking it into their base and and capping and winning. So yep. I, I'm uh, I still got it. So. And right now, the number one way of losing Pokemon Unite is teams that are ahead try to take down Zapdos, and the team that is behind steal it and win. That's the number one cause of losing right now. Yeah. So that's what happened, and <laughs> I uh, I'm a I'm a natural. Yeah, so. exactly. And we're good at mobas. So yeah. Um really quick people that like adventure time main characters are finn and jake there was a series of episodes in that show where every character in the entire show had a gender swap every male character became female every female, even side characters extras background characters anytime anyone that you have seen in the show flips genders and then that those episodes are called fiona and cake instead of finn and jake where finn becomes a girl named fiona jake becomes a girl named cake Fiona and Cake are getting their own spin-off series. So for those of you that like that show and like those series, Marshall is like a lot of people's, like people love Marshall, the character that is Marsha, Mar Marceline. Marceline becomes Marshall Lee. And uh, yeah, people like him a lot. He plays guitar. He's a really good singer. So people like that character. They're going to see a lot of him. Um, we did the Brianna Stewart. That was one I was going to do here, but we already talked about that because that was fun news that we wanted to mention with the NBA. So the last thing here is we're all doomed. 
and that's the show. Uh, uh, we're all doomed. So Boston Dynamics, they're the people that got famous for making like the the robot dog, and everybody's like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, like oh, they made a little fake dog thing, like robot. Um, well, they have human like jacked up. Like they were like six feet huge human robots like from like robots from. Uh... Was it iRobot? iRobot, except bulky, not like slender humans, like ripped, like the big chested. Um, but uh, they all had... that's showing up is pictures of Zumbas, like Roombas. <laughs> so, um, so Boston Dynamics showed a video of there, there was one running through a obstacle course and had him like run up along like the side of like these wall things and, uh, on like a balance beam and then as it runs across there's a second one <laughs> and they sh- and then they both do backflips and then after the backflips they celebrate like one of them's like whoa and the other one's like sell it like like they can celebrate after they complete something um then they're clearly huge and heavy and like obviously that's a program they have to run in order to like do you think anything. you think for now get major major ultron vibes from it or uh, it's yeah it was very intense like, like i obviously don't believe in like a robot uprising but but um, if you did would you think there would be a leader like ultron would uh, be a leader like ultron or it would be or an irobot where it was like a program like a like a major brain center yeah. that ended up taking over all the other would you think there would be a power struggle between said robots not if that one was the smartest AI. Like you would think that the one that started developing wait, wait, the reset smartest... that reset that it just uh you cut off for a sec reset. Oh, it would be like the one where they like were the smartest, like the smartest AI, the one that first started developing AI would be the smartest one forever. Right. Sure. Right. You would assume so. Right. So there wouldn't be a power struggle because the smartest AI would always be the smartest one. Got it. Okay. So that'd be the leader. Right. Um, most likely the Boston Dynamics dog. So, <laughs> which, I mean, they're being used as police dogs now um, where they can scan like the roads and stuff. And then they can like, they, they take pictures and that goes immediately to the police. Uh, yeah. So there's, there's a whole lot of potential that could happen from these. Um, it was very like, if you did believe in a robot uprising, this video probably terrified you, but like I watched it and I was like, Oh, okay uh, <laughs> it was very intense the backflip celebration i was like all right because okay. they they have developed some sort of ai where it can recognize things so like at, at the boston dynamics lab those dogs wander around freely unprogrammed like they they're taught to recognize obstacles how to go around obstacles how to go over obstacles climb stairs and that sort of thing sure. so you might be just walking around and the boston dynamics dog just might walk by you Got it. Just chilling, doing its own thing. Um, there's a guy planning your demise. Right. Yeah. There's a guy who does YouTube that Boston Dynamics will allow you to test out the dog. Like they'll send you one that you can test with. And he's a he's engineer that I follow. His name's Michael Reeves. And they sent him the dog to test with, and he taught the dog how to pee. Um, he attached like a like a filtration system and it peed beer and he was able to make it so it could aim a beer Rec- you, all you had to do was set down a cup on the ground it recognized a cup it would walk over aim itself and then pee beer into your cup and that's what he did with it 
so fun there, yeah so but anyway there's that we're all doomed robots are gonna take over um yeah nobody's safe <laughs> we're gonna need the avengers we're gonna need ultron infinity ultron yes. infinite ultron um but yeah that's all we got that's all we got for you today um I thought it was a long episode, but it was a good episode and extremely Marvel heavy, which are always really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go play some games. So, I think so too. Um, thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. We're really close to 20. So let's hit 20. Um, I don't normally do this sort of thing, but let's go for a like goal of five likes. Can we, like, let's try to get five usually, likes. What do we usually get? Like three or four. Okay. So if we can get five. If we can get five likes, um, let's go for that. Um, yeah, so subscribe and like. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you want to see when these episodes come out. And if you prefer just audio, we do have this audio version always on Spotify and other major networks, other major spot or podcast networks. Um, yeah, we do this for you. So let us know in the comments or on Twitter what you want to see. Um, maybe what you had some thoughts on, like our Marvel stuff. Maybe you had some stuff that you think we were wrong on um, or that you have your own theories or ideas on because i love the deeper the theories go so let us know what you right. have i'd love to expand on that so yeah let us know other than that uh gg gg <laughs> you're gonna eat string cheese <laughs> no i don't have <laughs> but it's gonna get warm if i don't so whatever we'll put it back there put it right next to your fan your computer fan this is how you eat string cheese